Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, Spiritual Maxims, Chapter 6, Means to Acquire the Presence of God. The first means is great purity of life. The second is great fidelity to the practice of this presence and to the fostering of this awareness of God within, which must always be performed gently, humbly, and lovingly, without giving in to disturbance or anxiety. We must take special care that this inner awareness, no matter how brief it may be, precedes our activities, that it accompanies them from time to time, and that we complete all of them in the same way. Since much time and effort are required to acquire this practice, we must not get discouraged when we fail, for the habit is only formed with effort. Yet once it is formed, we will find contentment in everything. It is only right that the heart, the first to beat with life and the part that controls the rest of the body, should be the first and the last to love and adore God. Whether by beginning or by completing our spiritual and physical activities and generally in all life's exercises. This is the reason we must take care to foster this awareness, which we must do naturally and normally, as I have said, thus making it easier. It would be appropriate for beginners to formulate a few words interiorly, such as, my God, I am completely yours, or God of love, I love you with all my heart, or Lord, fashion me according to your heart or any other words love spontaneously produces. But they must take care that their minds do not wander or return to creatures. The mind must be kept fixed on God alone, so that seeing itself so moved and led by the will, it will be obliged to remain with God. This practice of the presence of God somewhat difficult in the beginning, secretly accomplishes marvelous effects in the soul, draws abundant graces from the Lord, and when practiced faithfully, imperceptibly leads it to this simple awareness, to this loving view of God present everywhere, which is the holiest, the surest, the easiest, and the most efficacious form of prayer. Please note that to arrive at this state, mortification of the senses is presupposed, since it is impossible for a soul that still finds some satisfaction in creatures to completely enjoy this divine presence. For to be with God, we must abandon creatures. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians dear to whom God's love commits us here. 
ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, what does it mean to completely abandon creatures? Well, first of all, he doesn't say completely abandon. He says to completely enjoy the divine presence, we have to abandon creatures. Well, how can that be the case when our Lord says the two great commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself? How are we supposed to abandon creatures if Mother Teresa, for example, teaches over and over again that the way for many people to come to faith is to throw themselves into the service of the poor, to come work with the sisters, to really see the needs of people, to enter into the lives of people, to come and see, and therefore be led on to belief in God through creatures. Why do we have to abandon creatures if St. Paul says that the things of God can be seen in the creatures that he made? What is Brother Lawrence talking about? Well, he's talking about viewing creatures, loving creatures outside of God. He's talking about doing things, enjoying things apart from God trying to kind of have this thing that we like without really fitting it into our relationship with God. He's talking about giving in to things that we desire to see, to touch, to watch, to taste, to hear, when it's not God's will. When we're just being excessive with it in such a way that we're actually hindering ourselves. So if we want to be intimately united to God, the creator, then we can't put obstacles in the way. We can't sort of see anything outside of him. Now, do we have to eat? Yes. Do we have to sleep? Yes. Do we have to get, have pleasures at the right time in the right place? Yes. Do we need friendship? Yes. Do we need to see beautiful things every day? Yes. But everything is about loving God and loving God in creatures, loving things as part of God's plan. So if we have something delightful to eat, what should we do? Well, we should thank God. We should not say, oh, I should never have this pleasure. No, we, we have it. You can't help it. It's wonderful. It's a gift. But that's the thing. See it as a gift. Enjoy these things with God, along with God, 
This is the secret. And to take care, to love and be concerned with what God puts in our life. Okay, second question. Why does Brother Lawrence talk about mortification? Well, mortification literally means to put to death. So he's saying, when you have some kind of desire of the senses for something outside of God's will for you, when you're wanting something at the wrong time, in the wrong place, with the wrong person, in the wrong amount, we have to say no to ourselves. And if we're not trying to mortify, to put to death that, that disordered desire for some kind of sensible satisfaction, if we're just giving in to ourselves, being selfish, then when it comes to prayer, we're making ourselves less open to God. Because prayer is about loving, and loving is about giving ourselves to the other. And if outside of prayer time, we're just giving ourselves to ourselves, we're not trying to give ourselves to God, then when we go to pray, we're trying to love and give ourselves to God and allow him to give himself to us, we're, we're blocking that. So this is the connection between mortification of the sense, which he says is presupposed. It's presupposed because of what the purpose of prayer is, of loving God. All right. Now, mortification is presupposed. And what's the other two big means to this practice? Well, purity of life. Being in a state of grace, having chastity. And purity of life also is not just sexual chastity. It's also a matter of having a sincerity, a unity of purpose, trying to be straightforward in your life. This is crucial, okay? And then he says, okay, you have purity of life, you have a state of grace, and then he says you have to practice this. Put it into practice, be faithful. Again, this should not scare us, because he says gently, Humbly, lovingly, not with disturbance, not anxiety, but we should be trying even briefly during the day to have an inner awareness of God, have an inner awareness of God our Father, an inner awareness of Jesus Christ, an inner awareness of the Holy Spirit. And then when we're doing our activities, we start with that. Try to put God first. See, then you haven't abandoned the creator. If everything we do starts with God, then we're not abandoning him. We're abandoning the creature on its own, left to itself. No, everything is done with God. Now that we're doing it, we're not thinking much about God, but from time to time, we try to accompany what we're doing with a little thought of God. And we complete it with a turning our minds to God. And Brother Lawrence is saying, if you practice this, if you try, it's going to bear huge fruit. Huge fruit. 
And he says, there is a beginning of it. He says, beginners should start with especially using words, words of love. I'm completely yours. I love you, God of love, with all my heart. Fashion me according to your heart. Very affective words. But words that are spontaneous, words that come from a heart of love, those are very, very valuable at the beginning. But notice something else, just to keep this in mind before we stop. There's the path that's appropriate for beginners. And that leads, he says, imperceptibly, eventually, after a difficult beginning, to what he calls a simple awareness, a loving view of God present everywhere. And that's, he calls, the most efficacious form of prayer. Efficacious means what produces an effect. Now, we should not think that that inner loving awareness of God everywhere is how we start. No, that's not how we start. We start with just trying to remember that God is there. And that's difficult, using the imagination, using the intellect, using words. But if we are faithful to that practice, gently, lovingly, without anxiety, over time, it leads to the infused awareness of God's presence. It leads to contemplation. But what do we have to do then? Pray as we can, not as we can't. We do not have to try to pray as the way we would like to pray. No, let's start where we are. Start where we are. Gently, lovingly, go forward. Trying to get our minds fixed on God when we go to pray. Not letting distractions get in there too much. Not intentionally using our prayer time for other things like writing papers or writing letters or composing speeches or thinking about our neighbor who's annoying us. No. In the time, however brief we're trying to be with God, to bring out other things from the way, get things out of the way and be with the Lord. This is the main goal. And if we can be faithful in just brief moments, then we will eventually arrive at a time of constant union with God. Because Jesus said, if you're faithful in little things, you will be faithful in great things. Come, enter into the joy of your master. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.